Listeners, welcome to another episode of Forrest Gump Minute, your weekly podcast where we talk about the movie Forrest Gump four minutes at a time. I'm your co-host Rob, and joined as always by my my best good friends. Good bet. What is it from this movie? I don't know. Best, Joe and Duff. Best, best good friends. Best this good is my friends. second time saying hi because Rob forgot to start recording the last time we tried to do this. this Everyone needs to know. Hi. Uh, so much good material, <laughs> like tears and rain. Yeah, now I don't even know if I bring it up again or not. Uh, uh, so we're, we're talking about minutes 121 through 124, and this starts with uh, Forrest seeing Jenny again and then ends with Forrest... Uh, in forest tilting their heads watching um, some tv programs yeah the programs my programs on my, rob their stories yeah yeah <laughs> uh hand me the clicker <laughs> if you call programs stories. stories you call the remote a clicker right oh uh, we called the we called it a, a clicker growing up uh, really for, for so actually you know what my dad called it he called it the flipper <laughs> Tell Rob to turn his computer games down. Columbo's on. <laughs> uh, Columbo slaps, by the way. I've been watching old episodes of was, Columbo. Uh, that's good stuff there. Yeah. Uh, Just okay. one, one more thing, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, do you think Forrest told Jenny he was coming? It does not seem like it because Jenny was like, oh, I wonder if I'd wondered if you got my letter. So Forrest just did a very dramatic drop in. Yeah, he has, he has a he has a suitcase, which <laughs> you know you're, you're you know you're in trouble when someone shows up, and they're. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this is unannounced. Even if she sent him a letter, but all of a sudden he shows up with a suitcase to this single mom waitress <laughs> apartment. <laughs> did did uh, did that ever happen? If you guys like with your family or friends of the family that would just come over and you're like oh uh uh um uh, julie and her, and her husband are staying for a couple days well rob here's my response uh my very organic response to a question <laughs> i didn't know you were gonna ask <laughs> i would i would always go upstairs and hide when people came over when i was a kid i was very shy and when when did you grow out of that joe <laughs> <laughs> yesterday uh we also did not and Part of it was because we didn't really have any family in the neighborhood. Um, and the other part of it is I'm convinced that after 1980, everyone just got stupid because of stranger danger. And that's why no one talks uh, to one another yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. So I know uh, on the previously recording that we didn't hit record on, I told you guys one story of someone who would stop by. But uh, don't worry, guys. I have one you haven't heard yet. Um, it, it involved a character named Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it did involve Hurley, but I want to tell you another one. This one makes me a little more uncomfortable to tell, but I think it is important. Before before we get into it, uh, I just wanted to say my dad uh, was a he was a project ma- or not project manager. He was a property manager, and he knew a guy named Curly, and Curly was a legit cowboy who had lost all his teeth from smoking. So <laughs> if you're a if you're a property manager, you know some guys. Oh, oh yeah, because oh, you have to deal with some some subcontractors he, and uh, like you have access to a whole world. My my dad knew like all the ins and outs of like AAA and contractors and all types of people. So, oh, but I, uh, Curly Curly that's was such a, <laughs> a powerful thing to have. Curly was a hired hand. Um, 
literally used to be a cowboy. Is it cur- is it curly like <laughs> like, like the cur- curly the Lambo? Gold, like Curly's Gold and City Slickers. It, yeah. Or is it, okay. <laughs> it was C U R L Y. Okay. Uh, curly was a super nice guy, but also like super old and semi grizzled. Uh, you just called cur- Curly was a fixer. You called Curly, and you you did not need to bug Curly. <laughs> he either knows how to take care of it, or he knows a guy. Exactly. Okay. So, so sorry, I just wanted to throw no. that in there. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, I. Is, isn't I'll, that what I'll, isn't that what dads are like? Their most powerful skill is just knowing a guy. Yeah, um, it came in handy a few times, actually a lot of times, because like he knew all these. Like my dad was not a tradesman, but he knew a bunch of tradesmen. So like if we would get, you know, I remember once like we bought a new oven and my dad knew a guy. He's like, oh, I'll come. I'll come hook that up for you. Yeah, I won't charge you anything. So there's a lot of stuff like that around. Oh, the house. nice. Yeah. My like I got cars from like a friend of my dad's who had like a, a body repair shop. And uh, a lot of times he would, you know, be out like buying like cars that had been in like a go to police auctions and cars that had yeah. been in like wrecks and then tell my dad like oh there's a nice uh car here pretty good deal and my dad would be like yeah why don't you buy it and fix it up and then that'll be like my son's car or whatever for when he gets older so we got a lot for that but the story i was going to tell is there was a friend of the family and i this is early early in my childhood so i don't have super I don't have super solid memories of it, but it was um, Mike and Sharon, and Mike and Sharon lived in Arizona, and they um, they would get in their RV and they would travel around the U.S. and they would call us when they were like thirty minutes outside of our house, <laughs> and ask if they could stay. And of course, my dad would always say yes, and then we would have an RV uh, in our yard for a week or so while they stayed there. Now. I'm picturing them as the swinger couple from Raising Arizona, just so I'm, well, you're clear on this. To add a little, to add a little, I, I'm picturing cousin Eddie from uh, Christmas <laughs> Vacation. To add a little texture to this, they did have a, a uh, they did have a, a child, a girl who had Down syndrome, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is going this is going somewhere dark. I know it's it's not it's not going where dark. I mean, she would they would she was a little older than me, but. Uh, you know, I would that would be someone like I would get excited when I was younger because like, oh, it's someone I can play with and you know do stuff with. So that's what would happen. But looking back, I remember as I got older, more and more, like my mom would be like, "No, Ralph, you got to tell him no. You can't, you, they they can't just like." And now looking back, I'm like, of course she was saying that. That is insane to be like, we're 20 minutes away. Mind if we just stay for a week or two? The other um, thing that you have to remember, and I'm that's the pioneer approach man yeah and i was gonna say you have to remember this is pre-cell phone so you had to like park the rv in a oh, walmart they'd go town they'd go yep. into a, they'd go <laughs> to a, Wal- a quick trip they'd yeah. go to a walmart parking lot with the other the other fleet of rvs find a yep. phone booth mm-hmm. <laughs> yep yep i mean just wild stuff and uh you know off air i told you guys about hurley which you know duff told us about curly hurley was a guy who would come over and like uh, just talked like every week or so. There's all these guys. Like I just realized as we're going through this podcast, I've talked about Hurley, who was like this uh, very strange man 
who would uh, who was very nice but strange, would come over all the time. Sometimes my dad and him would get in, po- in the political arguments, and they'd get really mad, and then they'd go weeks without seeing each other. Uh, <laughs> and then I think I've told you guys about Mike and Don, which were the two brothers. One guy had MS, and the other guy had flat feet. I do not that remember <laughs> this. I, I, yeah. Yeah, did I tell I mean, a story because they I gave mean, they gave Mike my mom wanted to give Mike some uh, some like b- bubble bath and shampoo and soaps uh, and stuff. I mean, and yeah, there's it's too stinky. There's maybe I I don't know. There's just like a roving cast of characters, like you said, who you came into contact with. I remember how you had a cousin show up who was somehow forty years older than you. I mean, oh I, yeah, I, the I, one I, who couldn't drive well and I, would like yeah. I, um, I mean, I get how she was 40 years older because your dad was older, but... That... It was my mom's side on that one. Oh, yeah. okay. But yeah, d- listen, all sorts of, like... Do you think being... people with flat feet have stinkier feet? Because there's less airspace between the bottom of their foot and their footwear? Uh, I don't think this guy's issues were only his feet, but... Uh, I'm just asking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's more sweat. I'm trying to help us not have to talk about the movie, so just... <laughs> <laughs> That's yes and this, okay? Although I actually have a really important question to ask about this. Well, I, I think I think I think I'm done about uh, random strangers stopping by. Um, well, well, send us your feet pics and let us know how <laughs> sticky they are. Speaking of feet pics, Duff, <laughs> if you are a Patreon who are Patron. one of the Patron. do you got do you got ten bucks and want to see some pale Hobbit feet? Well. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that was that was Dove selfie in uh June was a picture of his feet. Um so you could, listen, ten dollars and that if, could be yours. If you if you'd like to see ten toes where there used to be twelve. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Patreon.com. Is there any vis- the is there any place. visual or physical evidence of the missing toes? Uh there just a jar. <laughs> <laughs> uh there are two photos I know of. My parents were they didn't revel in it the same way we do. Um, but <laughs> weird. There's one baby picture where you can see the extra finger creeping out like over the other fingers. And the other one is somewhere there's a picture of me with casts on both my legs and my arm because they, oh, yeah. they did it all at once. Now, I don't know. I was like 18, 24 months old, like pretty young. Boy. And I'm, there's a picture of me like sitting in a high chair with three casts on. Do you think that you got so tall so young because your body had expected to have to put energy into That's those extra question. appendages? And uh, since you cut them off, it was able to take that energy and transfer it to turning you into a lumbering giant at the age <laughs> of seven? Uh, my, my previous theory, and to be fair, I've never heard anyone give any scientific evidence to the contrary, is... Uh, I was uh, I was three weeks late, which they don't really do anymore. Yeah, like they, I was really late too. They just induce you. I don't know after what, like two weeks, maybe. I, oh, less. Yeah, Go, yeah. yeah. But uh, back in the eighties, which I mean, I don't know. You could still smoke and be pregnant for all I know. Then, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was three weeks late, and I kind of, for a while I'm like, well, three weeks, three digits. So I figured, week if I was four weeks late, there would be. You know, I would keep going. There'd be an extra finger, and then like week uh, five, there's an extra head or an extra mm-hmm. dick or something. Or... <laughs> that, um, I think you cracked it. So uh, I've never heard anyone uh, prove that's wrong. So you know, head cannon. Any biologists out there, prove me right or wrong. Uh, it's like when you leave a potato in water, and it just will keep sprouting out like those root things. 
Yeah, yeah that's, that's funny because that's the thing I keep telling my colleagues because, uh, you know, with the quarantine, I haven't been at work in months. And I'm like, God, I sure hope my potatoes are okay in the locker. <laughs> potatoes. If you guys happen to go in, could you grab the bananas out of my desk drawer, please? <laughs> Uh, all right, that's that's to- the scariest thing for uh, like when school's out, is you got to clean get those lockers clean out right away to oh, make yeah. sure because there's always a couple of kids that'll leave fruit in there and stuff. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's 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 jump into the movie for a minute. Jenny has air conditioning. Only a minute, you promise? Yeah. Well, uh, no. This minutes. is we're gonna we're diving into something deep here. That, I, that's my second teaser. All right, Jenny has air conditioning. Cool. And uh, he gives her some of the chocolates and, and admits that he, he ate some. He is a millionaire, maybe a billionaire, and he is impressed by air conditioning. Well, he's being nice. Yeah, yeah I guess. I guess. Is that a thing? I, I guess. And he probably doesn't have... I, I I would be willing to bet there's no way he has air conditioning in his house. I think you're house. right. He doesn't have air conditioning. He, he just has a slave to fan him all night. <laughs> Back on the plantation. Uh... He gives her the chocolates. He says he ate some, which even I wouldn't do that, Forrest. And I, I love some sweet treats. Um, but what I wanted to jump listeners, into... Listeners, he would totally do that, by the way. <laughs> what I wanted to jump into is the scrapbook she's That's made. what I want to talk about. I, yes. have, I, have, I have questions as well. Yeah, so she's been making a scrapbook of Forrest she, during these last four years. <laughs> she has her mood board. She, <laughs> she... I wish that it had been like... Uh, what's her face in Homeland where she just has her crazy pictures on the wall and has a breakdown. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I have some headlines here. I don't know if you want me to There's read There's one off. that we need there, to yeah, figure out. I, I think I know the one you're talking about. All right, so I'm going to read the three that I read, or four that I, I wrote down, and you can you can add to those if you'd like. Investigation of Gump to continue in hometown. This Stop right the- there. You don't even need to read the other ones. So that Okay, is- then the subheadline. His friends knew him well. So What? This is number 1 almost written in the past tense. And number yep. 2, this is the way that Jeffrey Dahmer is written about. Yes. What mm-hmm. investigation? I don't know. It this was like the previous newspaper was like gump house of horrors unearthed or something <laughs> yeah uh, i have no idea describes it as a bone orgy <laughs> see unearthed skeleton after skeleton from the gump plantation his friends knew him well and that's from august 30th 1970 know him well can you it's hard i don't care enough to zoom in and uh, I'm a pruder here but I, i'm again if we had a print of the film we could probably read the whole thing but it's not I don't yeah. think it's possible. Unfortunately, we did not cut a print off into minute by or four minute segments. <laughs> but a, this, B, who are his friends? That's mm, well, that's true. Uh, we know Bubba and Lieutenant Dan. Mm-hmm. Neither. I mean, all the kids on the bus hated him and threw ro- <laughs> and threw rocks at him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he met people through cutting grass. I mean, ever. The coaches and those people just kind of tolerated him because he was fast, but they didn't seem very friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this headline raises many more questions. Well, it does, and I have no answers for them because it seems like, it, like, was there, I mean, I've talked about it, was there a serial killer plot line in this movie that they did cut out? Because that's the only thing that makes sense there. It, it's, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that the intention here is that 
this unknown person is running across the country. Oh, he, but he's not unknown. He was. I I know, <laughs> man. I don't yeah. understand it. It's driving me crazy. Uh, I do want to say, kind of related. Uh, one thing that I love. Uh, that Robert Zemeckis did early in his career is he has lots of crazy newspaper headlines and it's present in the back to the future movies and uh, Roger Rabbit and this. Well, I I do appreciate that question. What would like, let's not be like, you know, Forrest Gump's not a serial killer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What? Okay. (laughs) That's always the ones you least expect, right? Yeah. Okay. What, what, scandal local like greenbow alabama scandal could he most likely have gotten mixed up in mm. in his like kind of i guess quote unquote retirement life yeah do you think they did they unearth some kind of recruiting violation when he played at alabama oh. but that was I a could... long time ago now right how yeah. old is he now like 30 something uh, 30s early 40s maybe okay well, well i mean about... let's let's see he was probably born in the late 40s so he it probably yeah let's say late 30s maybe there's a swift boat smear campaign against him uh, cocaine something something to do with oh he was he was helping the cia uh smuggle drugs out of vietnam <laughs> oh yeah mail like mail fraud but it's really about like trafficking or something <laughs> uh it maybe maybe lieutenant dan uh did some shady stuff with his money and it's like He's involved in like now, the savings, the savings I, and loan scandal. But why would the con- investigation be in his hometown then? Because I'm first of all, 100 percent has to be connected to Lieutenant Dan. Uh, I think Lieutenant Dan. Uh, it's probably something that on its face seems really stupid, but makes lots of money. Like I'm thinking of uh, one time in college, I went to this like freshman year. I went to a party, and this guy had a safe full of cigarettes that he had bought from the, uh, the from the Indian reservation. And he's like, yeah, I go to the reservation once a week because there's no taxes there. And then I sell them here on markup. <laughs> so like, why are what? they in a safe? So no one takes, he, oh, I mean, so no one steals them at the party. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's something like that on its face is like, well, that's really dumb, but probably makes a lot of money when you think about it. I mean, maybe Bubba Gump, the company got into some financial issues. So like, we're being investigated. Bubba, Bubba Gump is funding the Saudis or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now that's the they're investigating in the hometown to be like, we don't think Forrest anything to do with this. It's like, it's, wow, Bubba Gump LLC has a bunch of uh, arms dealing going on or something so, like that. So other headlines on here are Gump sees America the hard way, which is that just means running? Yeah, I guess. Okay. I guess so. Uh, this one is how we kind of feel by the end of this. Just what is this whole Gump thing anyway? Yeah, isn't that like every like boomer column on an op-ed page now is just them being upset about something young people are doing? Just yeah, like, just just swap out this Gump thing with like TikTok or something, or Black Lives Matter or whatever, and it's yeah, perfect. That, uh, that Gump was... on also Gump on the Run is the <laughs> photo caption, which yes. given the previous page, I've got more questions. Interesting. I think I feel like the uh, what is this gum thing was a Dave Barry column. <laughs> oh, and then yeah. we have the one that I'm sure Duff has the most to talk about, and that is Go Go Dancer says Forrest Gump made me his secret lover with so, the quote I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, I guess, what undermines our whole thing. 
because it's clear that now he's having some fun with it because there's also a story of how to make your clothes last long yes yeah so yeah it's the it's the inquirer and so is the go-go dancer cunning carla or long-legged lenore Ooh, i never thought about that it is very interesting jenny decided to collect this cover so i mean go-go dancer (laughs) go-go dancer is a very 60s thing yeah and so i don't know like the other thing I thought is like, did Jenny sell the story to the Inquirer? Ooh, hey, gotta gotta make that bread. Yeah, wouldn't that oh, would would boy. would that be kind of a dream to be on the cover of National Enquirer for something you did or didn't do? Well, does it matter? I, I don't know. I'm asking. Uh, I mean, I mean, I would not care, but <laughs> <laughs> it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. The, Inqui- the Inquirer thing is interesting. The other thing about the Inquirer thing that reinforces why this movie is kind of paradoxical is because Forrest Gump is famous enough that he is the lead on the National Enquirer, mm-hmm. but like the people at the bus stop don't know who he is. I'm yeah, as we talked about. Now I will say the last like week- like the lead on the Inquirer is like Michael Jackson, Elizabeth Taylor, uh, mm-hmm. whoever's the president at the time. Like that, that is Bob Hope. Bob Hope. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I guess this, t- you know, I think uh, a previous episode I mentioned, did Forrest make all this up? Well, apparently he didn't because at the very least we know he did go running because we have. Or what if Uh-oh. the the scrapbook is the truth and Forrest went on a murder spree and, <laughs> and, okay. put, and, uh-huh. shack, and shacked up with a go-go dancer? Like think about those drifters and and layabouts that were jogging with him and they didn't even know why they were doing it. No one's oh gonna boy. notice if one of them disappears. The, no, they won't. Those Manson family people, yeah. Like, I mean, no one's gonna. What are he those? St- he stopped what? in the desert because he got sick of digging holes. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what we need. Not a Forrest Gump too, but we need the real Forrest Gump, and it's yeah. just about what actually happened on the Forrest Gump. A, a like gritty the, reboot just called a Gump. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just the real story and of all of this. It's basically that scene in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where Brad Pitt ends up at the Manson Ranch, <laughs> except yep. it's Forrest Gump. Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. Um, all right. Do you guys have anything else in the tabloids? The scrapbook? Or Nev- scrapbooking n- never enough, but no, I don't. Uh, so, a real garbage scrapbook, by the way. Oh, that's not I'm nice. Sorry, I'm just saying. We, she, I've seen good scrapbooks. This she, is she's a single mom. Single mom. She's a single mom in the age of no internet. She's doing her best. She had to buy all those papers, Rob. No, yeah, that's true. She all had right. to. She had to get Runner's World. Now, <laughs> to be fair, I'm giving Rob a hard time for being mean about the scrapbook. But it, do you guys happen to have the clip open? Mm-hmm. Why does she have wind chimes inside of her apartment? Where are the wind chimes? Above, uh, in front of that other door, above Forrest's shoulder. Oh, that is weird. Don't. That's dumb. I yeah. Wind chimes inside don't make any sense. So wh- is she putting that there so she knows if someone comes in? Yeah, it's like a. It's like her security alarm. Maybe. Uh, maybe is she, she worried about Force coming in in the middle of the night because he's a killer? She knows it. <laughs> this is the content yeah, I like. Wind chimes indoors is kind of weird. It shouldn't be done. That's the answer. Gener- be done. Generally ineffective. Um, all this said, all this said, 
the awkwardness of this scene between Robin Wright and Tom Hanks feels right. And I think they're both. I, I think they're both great actors. And I like by I begrudgingly against all logic like this scene. Yep. Me too. And Zemeckis just lets the actors act. Let's this let's this scene play out, and I I give him a lot of credit for that. I refuse to say anything nice about this movie. Well, <laughs> You're you, taking the you, Fifth you, Amendment. That's fine. Yep, that's fine. You can do that. Um, so then Jenny apologizes and says that she was messed up for a long time, and that's me, when we me, get, me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we get the big news. We get the news that. Uh, well, I guess we don't get the news. We see we see her son come home. We see old uh, Haley Joel, his first movie role, yeah, show up here. Um, which, by the way, this woman should be maybe a little more concerned about this stranger with a suitcase in the house, in the apartment. I mean, she tells her that it's a, yeah, her it's old her friend. friend. That's true. I mean, all right, okay, okay, all right. Well, I'm sorry. Her bo- um, her body language doesn't say this man's going to murder me. Or that's anything. true. She seems she seems pretty comfortable. Uh, so yeah, this is Haley Joel's first role, um, and uh, he finds out that you know he's named Forrest, named after her daddy. Guys, I feel really bad for Forrest here. Yeah, he. I mean, I said I wasn't going to say anything nice, but he does the right thing here, and he's just really quiet, and you see the shock and how moved he is and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would just, if if again, if I was an ex- a billionaire, just one time. I would get this movie on TV and recut it because <laughs> everyone's seen it by now where yeah. there's a different version. Okay. And there's about five seconds of pause and he turns to her, just goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is crazy. This guy like Forrest has, his whole life has been about being with Jenny any way he can. And then he finds out, Five years later, or whatever, like, oh, by the way, uh, we had you had a, we have a son. It's serious. See that four year old over there? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, it took me a while to get around to telling you, but yeah. <laughs> I'm dying now. So, <laughs> yes. So okay. So let's let's talk about the good. Uh, Duff and I can talk about this. Tom Hanks is just so good in this moment. Uh, uh, and when, when he, he asks if he's smart and like all that, and is, he, and he is, chokes up and he says, yep. it, "Is he smart or?" Uh, uh, Yep, so good, so good. Pulls me back in, guys. Pulls me back in. Um, but I wanna, I wanna jump into some stuff here, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out the age of Forrest Junior. Okay, so he looks to be about four. But and we are, and we are in 1981. We are, in, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so. If you do the timeline based off what the movie gives us, the only thing that she says is that he's the smartest in his class, which makes it seem like he's in kindergarten, but I guess he could be in like preschool or I guess maybe pre-K or something. Um, but, all right, so this is, a, after, this is shortly after March 30th, 1981, because that was the Reagan assassination attempt mm-hmm. that he finds out about when he gets the letter. Um, July 4th, 1976 is the scene where... Uh, he fills Jenny with gump juice on the country's bicentennial. <laughs> <Jesus> Christ. <laughs> the shrimp boat was a coming. Yeah, the shrimp 
vote was coming on this country's bicentennial. That was July 4th, 1976. So if you do I, the I math. I call this my shrimp cocktail. Oh. <laughs> so Little Forest is between four and five. Well, I mean, in theory, that would be like, you know, she got pregnant then to nine months later. That... I'm not, I'm not deveined, baby. Oh. Um. <laughs> so here's a question. So immediately after Jenny took off uh, full of gump juice. Uh... Hey, my clothes are easy peel. <laughs> um, but do you think, was Jenny sending letters while he was on his three-year run? Was she to like, him? Yeah. Was she like, hey, Forrest, you should call me. <laughs> I don't think so. We don't get that the, impression the, there's, at all. There's deleted scenes of like M. Emmett Walsh playing the private investigator hired to track him <laughs> down across the country. Like, we don't know how many letters Jenny sent. It might just be that when Forrest finally finished his run, it's like, oh, here's a stack of frantic letters from Jenny. <laughs> yeah. It, I guess the fact that he goes, I got your letter. And she just like. I don't know. Yeah, I, I. So here's here's the theory, guys. This is not my theory. I read this on Cinema. Some Blend. people, some people are saying. Some people are saying that that is not Forrest's son. <laughs> <laughs> that she was pregnant when she went and visited him, which is why she was not feeling very good and was tired all the time. She's in her first trimester. I don't like this theory. This this theory is mean spirited. <laughs> well. Yeah. Kind of. It's not. I mean, I don't think it really matters because, like, by the end, Force still accepts him as his kid, and that's all that really matters, ultimately. Um, so, are so this this theory? <laughs> did you get this theory off like uh, an MRA thread or something? I, I, like, <laughs> I, it, like I, everyone who believes in that has posted about family court on, on <laughs> at least one time on Facebook. This, yeah, this is. This is like my a very brief former roommate who I wasn't really friends with, but would constantly post about like men's rights and the judicial system, and then would just casually mention like I've had the cops called six times, but uh. well, okay, or right. I'm not, but like, why did she not tell him for four years then? Well, number one, he was out in his fun run for most of that time. Yeah, but I mean, she wasn't trying before the fun run, right? Because she was at the like she finds out much this later is, during is, the run. This is the late seventies. Like, if you if he wasn't at home and he wasn't answering the phone, how would you really get to him? So, do you think Jenny tried to get to him before no. that letter? I, I don't, don't. I don't know, but I don't think that Jenny's conning him. Mm, I, it's it's uh i don't know just asking questions i'm just asking questions mm. it is interesting because she literally shows no interest in forest for years until she finds out she's sick and her kids got to go somewhere well <laughs> and <laughs> and then was like is this the is this the joe rogan show now no i'm just saying i'm just you, you know I mean, this is this is like every MRA's like nightmare that they post yeah, about. Uh, that's what I was thinking about while I was watching this too. That, mm. um, well, I mean, but there's a lot Joe's of guys. There's a lot of guys who see their kids every other weekend under supervision that are very upset. <laughs> the sequence. It's like, oh, I only hit her what three, four times, and now I don't get to come within a hundred feet. I, Bull- to be bullshit, fair to Rob, man. it it doesn't really make sense for her to like. Con- hide having it like there's 
Well, unless we go back to the scrapbook and she knows what the investigation's about, and that's why she doesn't want to bring the, the other kid option around until this is, point. Regardless if it's Forrest kid or not, she might have been with someone else for a while, and then that didn't work out. Well, she was with that David Crosby dude, and maybe... but that was that was not after her kid was born, though. Yeah, but she, he's, wa- he's... she waited until the, she could get a, a on the download paternity test with some samples <laughs> from him. I mean that that David Crosby dude is the type of dude who just shows up randomly, like at at your dad's house. Like he would just it's like, hey, I need a place to crash. Uh, I'm homeless now. I love the idea that she's trying to get him to touch something in the apartment that they can get a DNA test on. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I just thought I'd throw it out there. I, I don't, I don't buy we're, it. We're all about questions. I don't buy it, but it is, it, you know, like as much as I agree with you guys, that's not the case or the spirit of the movie. It also doesn't make any damn sense that Jenny would just go for plus years without telling him, Oh, by the way, I had your kid. I well, named him after she, you. She does say she was screwed up for a real long time. Well, I, I'm I'm just that's the movie logic. It's like, hey, I was messed up. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, and then the next scene. I'm I mean, and die. and also, I guess probably the the most likely reason is it's quite clear that the people who made this movie do not understand women. So, <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's nor, probably nor the do the people who podcast about this movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> but but your point is well taken. I will say, but we're self-aware to some extent. As we as we continue this, when Forrest comes down, joins little Forrest, and they do the little head tilt. It's quite wonderful. Head tilt is great. There, who doesn't I like d- Bertner? I didn't even notice it. Oh man, it's a big thing, Joe. They do the head tilt. I think again when they're fishing, don't yep, they? They're yeah. fishing. Um, Sounds dumb. <laughs> this is. I mean, come on. Who doesn't like? Golden era pre Elmo Sesame Street. I, I like all Sesame Street. I'll, I'll watch Bert and Ernie Bicker all day. I mean, yep. um, all right, guys, do you have anything else on this? We have any other uh, theories about Forrest being a serial killer or Jenny just. <laughs> no. I, I just want to talk about Jenny's outfit. Uh, this is going to bleed over into the next episode, too, though, when they're at the playground. But, yep. I mean, she she's just fully embracing like a Nancy Reagan wardrobe uh, at this point in the movie. She's gone full mom. Yeah. I yeah. don't like I it. I mean, well, they're sort of like, I mean, I guess they're also kind of being like, oh, she's still. See, she's doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but as we'll see in next segment, it's like, nope, too late. You have to suffer for your hippie sins. And and I guess, I guess actually that might be the reason why they have her come because they, it, it, subtextually drives the point home that she tried to take care of a kid by herself without a father and she couldn't do it so she has to go back but she could do it i mean she's doing i mean i think like well i this seems like a very this kid seems to be a great kid i'm not i i understand that but i'm saying like the the subtext message of it is like in the end, a, a, like a woman needs a man, and even Jenny eventually realizes that and comes back to force. Yes, it's the traditional nuclear family, and if you don't have that, you're you know you're a heathen. And then you add in Neil Young's "A man needs a maid." And it all makes sense. <laughs> she's kind of dressed like a maid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think she's just in her like, uh, you know, what she wears as her job at a, ser- uh, as a server. Right? I mean, she's well, I'm, yeah. I meant that's he. I mean, it's like at the end with. Uh, playground wear 
Oh, well, she's got a TV. She's got all the tools she needs to raise a kid. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how we were raised, right? Uh, I mean, I was gonna say that is. <laughs> I listen. I got more life lessons from TV than my actual father. So. <laughs> Uh, it's a shame what happened to your dad with those bananas yes <laughs> uh, alright do you guys anything else on uh, a minutes 121 through 124 we are nearing the end of this best picture winning film yet again um, this could be a spot where the movie ends like what if the movie just faded out with them watching TV it could yeah it could end there there are 800 possible endings to this movie god that that's probably a better ending right because we don't then we don't need to get the virus thing and we don't know then, have we, then we don't then we don't have to have the bummer of jenny dying i mean that uh, would still leave the question of like what yeah all they had to do was she could say i was trying to write you i like i was trying to like she, yeah if it ends there during that conversation she mentions that i was trying to get a hold of you you know, I wrote you many letters, the, or she got a bunch of letters while he was gone for the run. It explains the whole thing, and it has just a wonderful ending. I was going to run to catch up to you, but I've been freebasing cocaine for the last <laughs> 10 years, and my lungs look like a, a used kitchen sponge. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Anything else? Nah. Nope. All right. Listeners, we'll be back uh, as we continue our march through Forrest Gump. I don't know why I called it a march. Or like Sherman marching to the sea. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, all right, well, we'll be back. Happy the days while I'm ending the nest Till once more they ride high out to sea